this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Mistira, Kit, Bria, and Flick. Yes. Warmed up and ready. Last week, the party defeated the Frost Salamander and the Ice Devil and claimed the third of four elemental keys. Woo! Okay. Flick was taken down by... It's fine. We celebrated silently. (laughs) We did. Flick was taken down by the devil, but our loving, supportive adventurers made sure he was down, but not out. Meanwhile, Kit summoned a draconic spirit and Bria's banana sneak attacks in partnership took down the powerful fiend. What's next on our adventure's to-do list? What preparations do they have left to make before the beast returns? And what's Robert 2.0 going to do now that the party has once again cleared their home out of dangerous enemies? Let's find out. Hey, y'all. Hello. Hey. Uh, Kit, would you like to just answer all the questions? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Should we (laughs) reference this very handy to-do list chart that I've referenced many times? (laughs) So as I was writing the intro, it filled me with more joy than I care to admit that I knew we would go back to the organized to-do list. Because it, as a DM, it makes me feel very comforted and, like, safe when I have a list from you all. I mean, I can turn this into, like, a Google Doc, and then we can all update it, and we can share it with you. I'm a little bit tempted to do it now. I feel think you might be turning DM straight. No, I'm not sure. But I think you might be. Look, if anything was going to do the impossible, spreadsheets would obviously be it. Alex, I want you to... Oh, no, I'm coming off of... Oh, no, now I have more things to say. My brain is oh, so no. broken. It's so well, broken. Fo- okay, focus on me. Focus on what okay, were you going to say to me. I'm focused on you. I'm looking into your eyes. Oh, hey, what's up? Hey. Hey. What's up? Okay. I want you to dis huge like you were going to before i interrupted to bring up karen's spreadsheet the down but not out thing you were about to do oh yeah i dm yeah what was that (laughs) (laughs) down but not out dramatic pause It felt like I abused you all so much in the intros. I was trying to, like, remind uh, remind the listeners that, like, you all are also, in addition to powerful adventures, a caring family. That's exact. Well, Aww. we are, but, you know, I think I was just making fun <laughs> But it of was a terrible term of phrase. You- <laughs> I know. <laughs> Not denying our all right, um, do- connection, you know. Of course. Of course. All right, uh, Bria, Taryn, whatever your name is. Uh- I don't know either. Uh, the other thing was I need to apologize to the listeners because I don't know. We haven't if had a public is, apology public in apology. a long time. To the listeners, I think it's mostly a listener thing, but also I apologize to the rest of you. I don't really know how to people anymore. I have to do a lot of like helping little children through their thoughts. And so I think I interrupt a lot more than I want to, or it's an edit thing where like you'll cut when I just talk and talk and talk and then it sounds like I'm interrupting a lot. Anyways, I feel like I've been interrupting a lot since I've come back. That would require so much more work on my part to edit you so that you sound like you're interrupting no, people. No, just, just like when you when you do the, like when I start making sense, it sounds, because I've already been talking for so long, it sounds like I'm interrupting. I don't know. All I'm saying is I feel like since I have come back from this maternity leave, the edit 
has made it sound like I interrupt a little. This is an accusation. This is not an apology. This is a public accusation. Is what this is. An attack. I have been... I have been attacked. I will say the edits are definitely tighter now. <clears throat> like y'all don't listeners. I don't. I, I've always been curious if if you listeners think about this when you listen to the episode. But like, I cut out a lot of space. I'm pretty like draconian about dead space. So very often you all are having conversations that sound like Aaron Sorkin scenes because I cut out any thinking time that you all have or need or use. <laughs> and we use a lot of thinking time. See, I just well, interrupted you right there. It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> you didn't actually interrupt him though. You did wait for him to finish his sentence and it then you just It feels like I'm jumping well, a little you faster. Yeah, well, that yes. was an, there, that that was an interruption. <laughs> yeah, so now we're going to Well, I think the only reason I didn't get interrupted was the internet lag more than a conscious effort (laughs) to not step on my words. There you go. I have nothing more to say. (laughs) 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 Anyway, sorry. Anyway, sorry. I love it. Um, uh, Bria, can you sorry us back to the Arcani? No, it's a no, back so- to the Arcani. What was that? The Arsarium. The Arsarium. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yes! Very yeah, we're going, speaking of being sorry, here we go to the Arsarium. Oh it sounds like arse <laughs> like a yes. butt. What? Oh god. <laughs> like arse, like an English ass. Uh, but yes. maybe we should head on to the Arcanium now. I quit. We need to save Flick's butt. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, that's good, and it's a nice butt because he's down but not out. <laughs> oh god! So we're out of initiative, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, the devil is dead. The salamander is dead. Bizdira, I believe, is quickly leaning down to touch Flick. Apparently, on the butt. On his butt. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> She's basically giving him a little pat, saying, "Good job, buddy. Good job." She doesn't Aww. go for the like frozen blood coming out of his neck. No. I want to get blood on me. <laughs> yeah, right. My no, gross. I can. have 27 cleaning stones. Do you know how hard it is to get blood <laughs> out of robes? Come on. Uh, is this episode titled I Have 27 Cleaning Stones? I think it maybe is. It might be. <laughs> and if no one else does, she goes for the key. Well, uh, sure. Okay, well, let's... So, Flick, you first, you get, I think, what, at this level, it's 12 hit points, right? Yes. First of all, thank you for the butt path. That was so... You're Thanks welcome. for that. <laughs> Second of all, thank you for the healing. Separate issue. Yeah. Yeah. He does have a significant chunk of his, like, shoulder off, though, or, like, the neck from, like, the frozen, cauterized blood situation. Yeah, it's very uncomfortable because the healing hands are healing that wound, and so it's, like, pushing the frozen blood out of the wound first as it seals behind it. Mm. Bria has her (laughs) headphones off. It's fine. (laughs) All right. So now, sort of the elephant in the room, except it's a whip, or a key, uh, is that you're all sort of staring at this key, which is now reformed, you will recall, into the four-pointed star, like the more familiar key form. It doesn't look like a whip anymore. Uh, and it sits there on the ground. Puppy pile? Because <laughs> <laughs> we all go for it at the same time. Don't look at me that oh, way. Oh, I see. I see. Yes. Right. And then we've got, like, the, the dust clouds. So we can't see in and see who's going to win. And we occasionally see an arm and a leg. And then I just ask the <laughs> dragon to get it for me and bring it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this is hilarious. Could you have the dragon for me, please? Make a sleight of hand, a dexterity sleight of hand check. Uh, sure. <laughs> oh, I rolled quite well. Now let's pull up his little stat block. 
a dirty 20. <laughs> yes, that is higher than any of your passive perceptions. So you all are are puppy piling, pig pen dust clouding, uh, and eventually, in a very strange sort of frozen position, you all stop and realize that the key is gone and that Kit is holding it in her hand, uh, just waiting on y'all. I'm like, I have my teeth about to bite Bizdira's arm. It's like frozen. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Bizdira, what is your pose then? She's got a foot and flicks face. Uh-huh. And she's trying to push Bria's face away from her arm. Will someone please draw this? It, it was very clear that, like, as he was about to swing his broom at Bizdira <laughs> to, like, get her to, like, bat her away as the foot is, like, in his face. This <laughs> <laughs> is such a good picture. <laughs> oh, wait, what's the dragon's pose? What's the dragon's pose? Oh, it's just, it just goes back to Kit. Yeah. Yeah, just... Sitting next to Kit, being like, yeah. "Did I get? Did I get do a job? Did I, I did give a little treat. I give the dragon a pat on the head. Can we name the dragon? Yeah, I mean, it, it's gonna go. What, how long does the spell last? I have him for an hour. Holy yeah. shit! <laughs> He's <laughs> definitely gonna reappear for sure. Oh, I mean, yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, we can work on we can work on naming him. But I would like to know. Uh, we should continue the thread with the with the key, please. <laughs> yes. I fly over to the puppy pile now that they have stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Just hovering while this plot this tableau is is going on. I think on our way in, we had decided or started to talk about Kit taking it anyway. <laughs> I think. Yes. <laughs> We a hundred percent did. Yeah. So, so as I recall, the conversation is sort of that you knew it was a whip, which is a martial weapon. So Bazir can't use it as a monk weapon. Um, and then Flick and Kit, uh, sorry, Flick and Bria, you both have higher level attunements with your keys. So I don't know that either of you wants to break an attunement. Kit, we had talked about it. You can certainly use it, um, but you also know there's at least one more key that you're going to be going for. So I think that was sort of where we left it. And I don't know how what you ended up deciding. If you decided, you don't have to decide yet. Also, I don't think I don't think we as a group decided. I personally feel like we should wait and find out what the last key does and then make a decision. So, I mean, you can attune to it and see what the initial things are, right? Like, you don't have to you don't have to wait. And especially if we have, like, a day, because I assume that you don't have the travel through trees right now, right? No, because we have the dragon. (laughs) Right. So we're gonna have to long rest here anyway. So... If you want to do that, and then when we get to the southern island and get the air key, then we can figure that out once we know what the air key does. You could swim if you wanted to leave today. No more swimming. (laughs) (laughs) Triggering. (laughs) You have ruined Kit for swimming. How dare you. (laughs) We could spend some of our time today also seeing if any of the people are in the area since we're gonna hang out and see if they wanted to go into the lake and collect the little shards too we had talked about that Mm. flick had talked about raising a small flick army god right i think we abandoned that idea robert 2.0 convinced me oh right that they just weren't cape like anyone that you could convince to follow you would be a bit of a waste of time yeah Yeah. (laughs) oh well well we the keeper of the to-do list what say ye well we finished everything on the northern island so i don't have anything on the list the only thing on the northern island was get the water key key. (laughs) and what a mission it was all right yeah there were no other keys for robert 2.0 to collect right because we had assigned them to collect any keys mm. if they found them. Yeah, no. I mean, you actually already have 
one of the other keys from this iron, from, from this iron, from this island, Kit is already attuned to it. It's the Abjuration key. So the only one that you're missing is Illusion, and uh, Robert 2.0 didn't make any mention of it, of having found it, so. Okay. Do we ping to see and just collect, collect all the keys? I'm pretty sure you all have pinged on this island before and did not get another one, another sighting, another ping, another kernel, whatever, here. All right, so where are we going next? I think we know. Good. Do you want to share? We got to go talk to the Orglorp. Okay. Back down south, eh? Which is good, because as I recall, that's also where Sniv and the submarine with the Sea Hag escort and and also the sister are headed, right? I cannot wait Um, to talk to Sniv again. And Tomas. And Tomas. And Tomas. That's right. Tomas was with... Well, Tomas' home is on the southern island. Yeah, it is a fun group. (laughs) Okay. One more bonus episode with just DM playing all the characters. (laughs) Oh my god. Although if I did it, it would be the best advertisement I've done so far for voice mod. (laughs) You have time. You've got the time. Oh yeah, totally. Definitely. All right. Yeah. I mean, is that, so that's our next, our next move is to go south when you are able to. I know you got to rest here. So, okay. So is anybody test, uh, since you're going to be long resting here, is anyone test attuning to the water key? Since, Kit, since you're already attuned to the abjuration, do you want me to do it? If you want to, if there's something you want to unattune from, otherwise. Yeah. Well, I I was, so I actually was just thinking about this because to use the dagger, I have to unattune to something and I don't know why this didn't occur to me either earlier. The dagger gives me cold resistance, right? Wait, sorry. The dagger that I found in the in the lake? Yeah. That one gives us fire resistance. Oh, fuck. Yeah, so you do right. need both. I do need both. Okay, well, either way, I'll... Uh, or you don't need both, but right. I mean, you know, it's up to you. But for now, I'll, I'll unattune to that and attune to the water key. I will also say the keys take forever to attune to, right? But the other items, like if you want to replace the key, the water key with the ring again or whatever, that right. only takes an hour. Right. So. Okay. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, so over the course of the rest of the day, you all hang out with Robert 2.0 and he's really happy to see you all here and to spend a little quality time when you're not having to fight everything, you know. And then the Red Sox pennant spins around and just <laughs> says, yeah. That's um, <laughs> all you get. Uh... <laughs> So as you spend the rest of the day doing that, Bizdira, you meditate with the key for, I think it does take a full eight hours to attune to these keys, as I recall. Um, so you do, and when you when you have finished, um, you understand how to use a whip. Attuning to it has given you sort of the knowledge of its use. You get proficiency with whips. But you also feel, Bizdir, like you understand that you know how to use the whip, but it doesn't really mesh with your martial arts style. So you're capable, but it's not the best for you. Um, The other things that you notice as you uh, attune to this new key uh, is that it it is not just a regular whip. It is, in fact, a plus one whip uh, at this tier. And when you hit once per turn, when you hit with the whip, you can choose one of three abilities. You can either push the target away with a wave of water. You can pull the target 10 feet closer to you with an undertow effect, or you can cause an additional 2d6 bludgeoning damage to the target as you erode them away with the power of water. Uh, so that's what you learn about the key as you all prepare to head uh, head back south. Bizdira asks Flick if she can borrow Frosty's hat, and she tries to practice... I don't think I have Frosty's hat. Well, whoever has the you hat, have she's it. In a- I think it it's, belongs to oh, you. Oh, I actually do think no. you have it with you. <laughs> yeah. 
Do you not? I thought I'd give it back to Flick because there's really no purpose for me to have the hat because... We gave it to you when we were talking to Rithmala, I think. Oh, maybe. A while ago. Um, Well, well, anyway, you get the hat. Anyway, (laughs) I have the hat and I'm trying to do the whip and you just hear me go... And you don't know why, but I'm just like humming this and like trying and it's not working very well. Flick likes that little melody. You all know my rivers of Waterdeep characters named Kentucky Jones and his alter ego is Indiana Jones. (laughs) He's an archaeologist. Amazing. Love it. Yeah, so (laughs) this deer just spends the day getting Frosty's hat soaking wet. (laughs) Which is like completely drenched. Yeah, definitely. Don't ruin the silk. <laughs> it's magic, and you have 27 cleaning stones. <laughs> I'm just looking out for our magic items. <laughs> what is happening with this whip now? Bazir, are you staying attuned to it? Do you, Are you taking another hour, like, you know, the next morning before you all head off to reattune to something else? I'll hold on to it for now just because... Okay, all right, great. Kit, anything we should know before you open up a tree? I don't think so. I think if we're feeling okay. ready to go, were we ready. able to find anybody to go look for daggers or little slivers of stabby stabbies? You, oh, the pieces of, of dead water weirds? Yes. I prefer stabby stabbies. Yeah. Do you want me to roll a percentile? Well, so are you all going back to look for them yourselves? No, I think we were going to try and find people to relay that they were down there. Just ah. like one of the people in, that we'd found before, you know? Uh-huh. So you're going, you're taking the time to go s- searching for them then, because that's an event we should deal with. <sighs> I'll just yell. But they're not into- in the Arcanium with you. What do you or, think is happening here? Or do we ask Robert to find some people and... Relay all that so that we don't have to deal with it. Can Robert do that? Is there like a loud? No, I don't want a loudspeaker. Nobody cares about this but me. <laughs> yeah, they can. I mean, they can go out a ways. They'll have to reach. I mean, they won't be. You know, not more than like maybe a day's travel from the Arcanium, but they could certainly go out and you know they could get creative, trying to figure out ways to find survivors. While while we're having this discussion, we want to find the survivors. We got to get moving. Da 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 da. Uh, Kit's going to propose that the next morning, once we've had a chance to rest and I can choose some other spells, I will send off a little animal messenger to find one of our friends who we already met and say if they come to the Arcanium, they will meet Robert, who will point them towards handy weapons. Oh, I love that, actually. All right. Yeah. What kind of animal are you looking for to give this message to? Some sort of little bird. Great. Yeah, absolutely. A little, little twee bird. Uh, yeah, can fly off uh, towards the mountains, and hopefully it will find at least one of the people you described and be able to deliver that message. Absolutely. Hooray. How does Tweety Bird talk All again? Right. Is it, I thought I thought a putty cat. Is that the... <laughs> okay, we're going to go south now. Yay! <laughs> All right, yeah, so you send you send that off. You open up a tree. Where are you aiming for on the Southern Island, Kit? Well, we I remember that all of the, like, greenery kind of stopped a certain amount of, like, like there's a point where all the greenery stopped, so I'm going to aim for one of the, like, last trees. Yeah, I realize as now we have to be hyper aware of where trees are on all the islands. Like, I did that <laughs> in several places. Like, there are a few places where it's like, and then the wildlife stops. <laughs> I don't know why that's a thing for me, but apparently it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you aim for the edge of the forest and you can see the road as you step through. You can see the road that leads to uh, the city that you that you journeyed to all those 
years ago? I don't remember when you were first here. Months, I think. <laughs> days. Weeks. All those hours ago. Could be days. <laughs> Could be months. All those, insert time word here, ago. <laughs> and let's have perception checks from everyone, please. Are you taking passive? I feel like I ask that every episode. Yeah, I think I will. Uh, let's So let's start with you then, Flick. What's your... What, 17? That's a 17. Yep, all right. And Kit? A 19. And I'm sensing a pattern, and Varia. A dirty 20. My first oh, dirty 20. <laughs> oh, you got to say it. Biz dear. 15. Uh, yeah, so all of you then, in that case, uh, spot a bit of a kerfuffle out in the plains between the edge of the forest and the city. It's a bit unusual because, as you all remember, like, sort of none of the the flora and fauna of the island like to sort of cross this line and get too close to the city itself. So seeing anything sort of going on in this no man's land is is unusual. And what you see is a crowd of people. You're having a hard time sort of identifying them other than like bipedal humanoids. Um, and they seem to be being kind of tossed about willy-nilly, left and right, sort of being thrown. And Bria, with your dirty 20, um, you're able to see, you recognize the telltale signs of an air elemental, uh, because you've seen Kit use that form several times before. Looks like an air elemental is attacking this group of people. And I'll just say, attack the air! (laughs) (laughs) They yell back, super helpful, thanks! (laughs) Should we go help them? Yeah, I yes. I want to try the whip. Yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. Ooh. Okay, hang on though, because I, I want to make sure that we understand what you can and cannot do with this with this whip. Right. Um, I know okay. it's not going to be great, and I'll probably try it once and then go back to Peppa. But... <laughs> and be like, oh no, okay. Oh no, this um, is terrible. Okay, so while you are wielding this whip, your unarmed strikes have to be done with strength. They do your strength modifier damage only, and you can't do unarmed strikes as bonus actions. Then I'm going to steal the whip. <laughs> sure. As much as I would love to try it, it's, yeah, this weapon is useless for me. <laughs> I told you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, you all are heading in? Yes. Let's go. All right. On our way in, can I throw some crushed up beetle shells onto the air? Oh, I love that. Yes, when you get a little closer, you can. Can I have insight checks as you all uh, approach, swiftly approach this kerfuffle? Oh. Uh, let's start with Bazira this time. Uh, she's busy putting away her whip. <laughs> Understood, uh, Bria. A four. <laughs> that was a clean twenty. A, oh, a natural twenty. <laughs> I, clean twenty is a horrific uh, fra- turn of phrase that I hate. <laughs> <laughs> I will now adopt it as my own. Yep. Uh, all right, and Kit twenty-five and Flick. Bria's might be clean, but mine is dirty. <laughs> Ooh, we like it. Everyone but Bizdira, uh, you sort of notice that these people are like decidedly not fighting back. Do they look like they're having fun? <laughs> I mean, no, definitely not that either. Oh uh, although that would be very funny, turning an air elemental into like a ride. Yeah, yeah. they're like. Wee. Yeah, exactly. Um, No, not quite. Bria, I will say 
you, since you crit, I will say that you notice, like, there's almost a, an organized way in which these this group of people are sort of, you don't know how to describe it, throwing themselves at the air elemental. Oh, they're going to be bombs. And so what you notice, Bria, is that as one of them gets sort of sucked up into the center of the air elemental's whirlwind effect, it dies. That person gets defeated and, and dies, and very quickly discorporates to Glorp, because it is a Glorp person, and the Glorp joins a sort of cyclone of other dead Glorp creatures that are cycling around in this air elemental. Like, I'm trying to, like, become a... Yeah. Turn it into... Mm. I'm gonna say to one of the Glorp creatures... Hey, uh, we're back. Do you want us to just leave you to do the thing and see if the Allglorp responds? There is a moment before anything happens, and then none of them look at you, none of them change what they are doing, but in unison, the remaining ones say, We're good. <laughs> okay. Then I'll say, You want us to come meet you? Um, the chorus of voices is ever diminished because one by one they are being destroyed by this elemental. So occasionally one of them will respond like, yeah! Um, <laughs> as, as it gets sucked up and torn apart. Um, but but you get an affirmative response from the remaining creatures. Okay, see you in about 20 minutes. <laughs> They're gonna run, get in a car, that's quick. All right. Yes, there's <laughs> a trolley here. I'm definitely taking the trolley. Don't and I'm gonna ring broom. the bell. I mean, oh, well, you gotta get to the city first. But anyway, as you all begin to turn away, uh, you can sort of observe the final part of this process. Apparently, enough glorp begins spinning uh, that the air elemental begins to sort of shudder and shake and turn like a, well, the color of glorp. And as a sort of aerosolized glorp creature uh, joins those glorp humanoids that were not killed and sort of in lockstep begins to head back towards the city a little ways behind you all. Everyone else pictures green, right? Is it green? I, I picture more gray. gray. Murky gray, yeah. Like I pictured green. It's very snot colored, I have to tell you. Okay. Like very like dry snot colored. Mm, okay. I just wanted, you said the color of Glorp and I was like, oh wait, we probably all have a different color of Glorp in our brains. Okay, thanks. <laughs> We're all pretty close it sounds like. Hey everybody, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master DM Jazzy Hands here with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, happy Pride, y'all. I'm really sorry it's taken me till three weeks into the month to acknowledge it. It has been a busy Pride this year, and if it makes y'all feel any better, I haven't even had time to do my traditional rainbow manicure this year, so. Anyway, a very happy Pride to our LGBTQIA2 plus listeners. Whether you're out or still figuring things out, you're exactly who you were meant to be, and we celebrate you. Second of all, if you're enjoying the episode so far, it would be grandisonant if you could pop on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcasts from and leave us a rating and a review. We've got another one at the end of today's episode. Very exciting. And I think one more after that. So we're almost to the end. Get yours in. We also want to remind everyone about our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge to get access to all kinds of cool patron perks like early access to certain episodes, character sheets for the PCs, and much more. Of course, if that's not enough, by supporting our Patreon, you're also supporting multiple other content creators, which you probably know by now if you're listening to this mid still. But yeah, anyway, uh, that's a thing. Check out the page to see who all we're supporting. In the meantime, right now, I want to take a moment to recognize some of our awesome patrons 
patrons and thank them for their support. I want to say an enormous thank you to our heralds of Denier, Shimigangat, Tanya, and Ark. To our honorary party member, Seven, and to our Shimmer Skill tribe leaders, Eugenio, Eliahu of Merck Grove, Lisa Diane Mercado Etheridge, and Harmony Bat. If you want to get shoutouts on the show and much more, hop on over to patreon.com slash DND Last Refuge, and now it's a thing, and become a patron today. Enjoy DD video games, but don't have dozens of hours to dump into another giant RPG? Well, have we got the game for you. Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms is a set-it-and-forget-it idle game featuring tons of your favorite characters from Forgotten Realms lore and from contemporary popular D&D stream shows. You can get more information on the game at CodenameEntertainment.com or on Twitter at at IdleChampions. And when you start playing, use the Electrum Chest codes found every week in our episode notes to get gems, gear, and other power-ups all for free. Enhance your characters and defend Faerun with TLR and Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. We want to thank BattleBards, Scott Buckley, and Kevin McLeod for the music you hear on our show. You can find their collections at BattleBards.com, ScottBuckley.com.au, and in CompTech.FilmMusic.io, respectively. As always, you can, of course, also check the episode notes if you want specific track names, artist names, and links to those tracks. If you ever get adventures, character options, new monsters, or really anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive through family of websites, be sure to use our affiliate links that you can find on our website or in our episode notes when you shop at those sites so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. It's like Amazon Smile, but make it D&D. Fancy a little more last refuge in your life? Dream of waking up to a cup of glorp and a relaxing puzzle sesh with Flick? Or maybe you just want to rep your favorite podcast during your morning run with a TLR t-shirt and water bottle? Well, your dreams can be a reality if you go to bit.ly slash TLR merch store, all lowercase, right now. Our merch store is fully stocked with all sorts of TLR goodness, and we're always on the lookout for ideas for new products. Visit the store, pick something out, and be sure to take lots of pictures and tag us on social media media. Quick reminder about something I mentioned in last week's Midtro. Tomorrow, June 23rd, from 2 to 7 p.m. Eastern, I am going to be streaming to raise money for the Trans Empowerment Project. I'm really excited to help out this amazing advocacy, education, resource organization that is dedicated to helping our trans siblings in a ton of different ways. My partner Sam is going to be joining me on the stream, and while we're playing games and being generally goofy, we'll be taking in donations, giving away prizes. It's going to be a good time. So the donation link, which is in the episode notes, alongside a link to my Twitch channel, um, should be live already and is going to stay open through the end of Friday, June 24th. So even if you can't make the stream, but you still want to support the organization, you can. Anyway, I hope to see a ton of you in the chat tomorrow to help me support the Trans Empowerment Project. Okay, I think that's all we've got this week. Thanks so much for listening. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, fight racism where, when, however you can. Happy belated Juneteenth, happy Pride, and happy gaming, y'all. Yeah, so uh, following you all back to town are a few Glorp humanoids and apparently a Glorp air elemental. That's so weird. That's amazing. Can we ride on it? Those... I can't, hmm, that was so perfect. And listeners, I wish you could have heard it in real time because I will have adjusted it so that you can actually hear what each of them says. But in unison, at the same time, Flick was like, that's cool. Kit was like, that's weird. And Bria was like, can we ride it? (laughs) 
very telling of all of their personalities. Oh, just perfection. Oh, God. Just I'm perfect. I'm a mom. I'm somebody's mother. <laughs> Thrice a mother. All right, so you all can head to the city with this motley. I, whoa, whoa, whoa. You didn't answer my question. So what was your question? Oh, no. Can I write it? No! Uh. <laughs> that was a very definitive no. My goodness. No! Uh, maybe later. Uh, there right, we go. So you get back to the city. The gates are open, uh, and the guards wave at you again in like creepy unison and gesture for you to go in. Um, there are there are no strange looks or confused you know whatever's here this time around. And you know you're back in the big city. So we got to go find uh, the way down, right? Or should we go back to the trap door? Or is there like another one of the Algor creatures that can just take us the quickest route? The slide route? Uh, I just kind of picture them just like pointing as we walk by. <laughs> yeah. I kind of love that actually. I was going to have the uh, one of the one of the people from the Air Elemental group lead you, but I like that better that just every time you pass a different person, they point like and continue to guide you. That's mm-hmm. terrifying and I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so absolutely that. And they actually lead you back to the Arcanium uh, and into the museum and then into some staff areas that lead down and into tunnels, blah, blah, blah. You know, we've seen this island before. Nothing is new. Uh, this is just a bit of a quicker way to get you all down to the subterranean tunnels. Um, and then you are led to the Alglorp chamber. What's wild is that when you arrive, guarding the Alglorp chamber are two Bizdiras. I don't like it. I love it. I love it so much. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) They definitely have their masks down and they definitely are just staring at you all, not reacting at all as you approach. Oh God. Vistier's going to put her mask down and like go stand in the middle and pretend to be like one of them. (laughs) And I'm going to point to your boots and I'm going to be like, that's you. That's you. (laughs) Because they don't have the boots yet. <laughs> As Bria is calling out your boots, uh, the door to the Alglorp chamber opens and a sniv runs directly into your back, Bizdira, because you're standing in between them, like right in front of the door. And this sniv was not expecting you to be there. Uh, and so just walks right into you. Oh, we've got to start marking people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Earrings. I feel like she falls over, turns around and says, all right. Are you real or glorp? Mm. Uh, Sniv, this Sniv says, Har, that's a bit of a hurtful question to ask. I, I feel like I'm both. And she's going to point to the two Bizdiras and be like, Valid question, though. <laughs> Just They both lift their masks and turn to you and say, But we're all real, Bizdira. No, oh, uh, no, they God. don't. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Bizdira shudders. <laughs> uh, sniffs is, uh, or this sniff says um, uh, hi well at any rate if we're done analyzing our personhoods uh, I believe you're expected mm-hmm. let's go alright and Sniv leads you into the Alglorp chamber uh, certainly a less fraught situation than the last time you came uh, but you are here there is that enormous tank in the center of the floor and already risen out from it is a is a portion of the Alglorp that has decided to reveal itself lift itself out of its container uh, to greet you all and it does so in your heads in that <laughs> sort of in, in the only way that it communicates that isn't through another person uh, and and welcomes you back 
Hey, buddy. <laughs> no. we, we generally have good news for you, I think. And then we all look at Kit. <laughs> <laughs> do you have the list? No, I have the list of things to do, not the things to relay. <laughs> That's true. It's a lot of lists. What do we need to relay? We need to tell them... About, about the prophecy. So we can get the key. About the keys, about the Northern Island, about the evidence to take to the Eastern that we Island. Need. Mm-hmm. About all war warning system on Western Island, if not all islands? Mm-hmm. Question I, mark? I thought the idea for that one was for all of them, but that's up to you. Yeah. I feel like it should be for all of them, personally, but... Except for here. I think he's got it taken care of down here. Oh, well, yeah, mm-hmm. down here is fine. <laughs> So the other three islands. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. About all the information that we got from, that y'all got from the kobolds that traveled to the center. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Because that's a good chunk of info. Yeah. Which leads to, if we have questions about their helping with transportation and or a battle plan. And then we had also mentioned talking about Rithmala. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a few things that the Alglorp can just sort of give you, like information or whatever. Um, in terms of the key, the Alglorp asks you which of you will carry it. Is the first thing, is the first way that it responds. Can they tell us what it does? Interestingly enough, no. Why is that? <laughs> so they have been able to adapt their Glorp creations to the magic of these keys in certain ways. But one thing is that there does still seem to be in in less clear in less clear rules, but there does still seem to be a limit to what the Alglorp can be attuned to, even through its Glorp creations, like how many at a time. And because it has been you all know, it has been using the evocation key to create Glorp bombs for a very long time. It never wanted to give up that ability. And so it just actually has never attuned to the air key before. So, I mean, I think it's going to be either me or Kit. Yeah. Who do you want it to be attuned to? And the Alglorp responds, It matters less who, and more that you are willing to enter a pact. What kind of pact? A simple one. One that guarantees my item's return once its use has been finished. Okay. Sure. A simple magical guarantee. Ah. So if you can let us borrow it to test it out, to see who it would be best with, then we can do that. We can do that in this chamber mm-hmm. if you want. Right. Uh, yeah, that would definitely be what it would what it would ask for, and that again, remember, would require you know eight hours and a bit of whatever. But yeah, if, as long as time. you're as long as the air key doesn't leave its presence in this chamber mm-hmm. without this agreement solidified, that's you all can do what you need to do. Yeah, I mean, it's and and to be clear, like it's not trying to be shitty. Like it does want to help you defeat the beast. It just like also wants its magic items. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what it would it just take a trade back like would it take back the abjuration key and then it like we can do a return trade later oh that's interesting yeah actually i think that's an okay trade-off for it yeah because it did give you right or did it or because it never said it wanted it back right nope yeah that's what i thought yeah yeah and it said that i had the option to take the air key at that time so yeah and yeah good uh kit make an insight check with advantage i crit nice 
You don't think the Oglorp was entirely prepared for you all to have had the amount of success that you have since you were last here. And so, whereas before, maybe it assumed, you know, they'll die, or I will be very easily able to take back what I want to take back from them, now it is less sure, and sees you all maybe a little bit more as, as equals is generous, this thing's many centuries old, but, like, it respects your abilities a little bit more, and so wants to, like, have some more insurance about things, which is why the shift in neediness about these keys. Got it. Okay, so that's that's the easy thing to address. What do we want to hit up next? Uh, evidence, please. Yeah, so uh, the Oglorp says, absolutely, I have... Uh, historical documents that will explain the prolifer- the creation uh, and proliferation of the cults across the world over the centuries. I can also, of course, activate any of my, and you can feel the air quotes in your head, cultists on the Eastern Island and have them verify everything that I provide you with, should you desire. They could even demonstrate themselves as a creature of me, discorporating and showing that the cults are mere goo. I love all of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, On board. Warning system? Uh, Kit, you crit on that insight, right? Yes, I did. The Oglorp is, I'll I'll let it ride and say the Oglorp is super excited by this idea. Mm -hmm. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. Because it wants to take over that island? (laughs) Uh, Which island? I thought you were sending them them to all all places. (laughs) Oh, I was specifically thinking about TLR, but. Oh, okay. (laughs) So it's, it, you know, and then immediately, because it is a very hyper-intelligent creature, starts talking logistics. So yeah, it's absolutely willing to send creatures, but, you know, transportation needs to be considered, uh, glorp sustenance, continued glorp sustenance and all that. So it starts wanting to work out details with you, but is very excited by the idea. Didn't he basically just say, or they just said that they had cultists already kind of on other islands? Just in the east okay, at the moment. The or at least, and if you ask, that's what it'll tell you, that right now they're just in the east because they're the only ones who still pay any attention to the cults in the world. <laughs> okay. That's fine. So if they already have some cultists on the east, so how do they get the Glorp there? <laughs> and <laughs> there's a there's a feeling of a deep breath, which is wild because this is all telepathic communication. Um, but the Oglorp begins to explain this probably unnecessarily complicated system of like temporary stays on the island. And they have like specifically marked water skins that are full of Glorp when they go with them. And then they have a rendezvous point where they all Glorpify, which provides the glorp for the next round of cultists that are sent out. Uh, it's it's wild. And also you now realize that like a lot of these glorp creatures are probably like drinking and sustaining themselves on other glorp creatures who have died. Ew. Yeah, Yikes. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it also is very clear that it's uh, it requires not super frequent, but like fairly regular replacement of the people and, you know, is, is a fairly complex system. If you all are able to figure out something better, great. Uh, if not, that can work. But, you know, we'll need to figure out ways to transport the Glorp creatures specifically to TLR, to the Western Island, right? Because there's no currently established system there. 
Right. I was thinking we have this secondary bag of holding that we could literally fill the entire thing up with Glorp, and that could start us off. Yeah, for, for the Western Island, certainly, and then just keep the same system for the East. Is that the idea? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Unless anyone I mean, else is... Eventually, we could potentially get the water-faring kobolds to do just make runs. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely... It'll be a little few months coming, but once, mm-hmm. it ha- once they're ready, yeah, totally. Kit? I... Also, just depending on how many Glorp people we're talking about, I can just, we can, I can also just do like regular runs through the trees. Yeah. And you know, oh, that's true. One day to get there and gather supplies, and then I go back and then I can ferry around, around Glorp to all the islands. Honestly, that's also a great way for you all. I mean, you've got sending with Octavia and a few others, but like that's another great way for you all to just keep tabs on the different islands without having to, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a little concerned about, which we kind of talked to the Allglorp about way back when, just about them wanting to just take over every island and make everything into Glorp. So is there a protection against that? I mean, I feel like if we, like, just stop bringing the Glorp, like, to maintain these people, eventually they'll all die, right? As long as they agree to that, that this is, like, part of the plan for this war, and then after the war, this is, it's gonna go back to the Southern Island can stay as is, which we already kind of discussed, but the other islands won't have its influence, their influence. Uh, you So is that a thing that you're having a conversation about with it? Yes. Yeah, friends? okay. Uh, yeah. Yes, sure. I think so. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So as you all are planning, and it, it reassures you uh, that, that you know, all of this is, you know, a lot of what's going on right now are extraordinary circumstances, mm-hmm. right, uh, with the beast coming. So so it understands that, that necessity. Did it have any thoughts about the prophecies? Oh, I will say it was very quick to believe and sort of understand them, at least to the extent that you all do, because... It's seen this before in a way, right? Um, it was around for at least one previous beast return. Uh, so it like it trusts the, that news and like understands. Um, in terms of new interpretations, it'll take some time to think about it. I think nothing immediately comes to mind. It is pretty curious about the actual like not game mechanics, but like mechanics of the whatever it is you all are gonna do with the keys. Right? It, uh, strip away or defeat or like it, it's real curious and interested in figuring that part out a little better and asks you all, you know, if it if it doesn't figure it out, you know, at the very least, let it know when you find out. I was going to say, I think we're all kind of curious on the mechanics on all that. Yeah, it's going to think it over for sure. Well, there is an Arconium in the center, so. Yeah, I was going to say to Kit, if you want to take the water key and attune to that, and I'll attune to the air, if that's cool with you, unless you want to attune to the air to see what it does first. But I still kind of feel like the air is going to be the only one I'm going to be able to use. Yeah, I mean, if... The water key is not helpful for you. Yeah, go ahead. Attune okay. to the air. Hopefully, hopefully it does something for you. Hopefully. But uh, DM, you had said that we don't necessarily have to be attuned to the elemental keys. We just need to have them, right? Correct. They're certainly, but- you know, useful weapons and armaments and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. But yeah. from what Flick could tell from the premonition, uh, mm-hmm. it doesn't, you don't think that it's about wielding them. It's about having them. And the Oglorp right. is, uh, that's part of what the Oglorp is super interested in Mm -hmm. because it also assumed you must have to use them against it right but that doesn't seem to be now that it thinks about it right like the shield maybe you could blazing retaliation but that's not 
really an attack, right? And the armor, as far as you can tell, like, is purely protective. So how even would you use it against, right. uh, you know, offensively? So that's one of the one of the reasons the Alglorp is so interested in how this works. But no, you don't have to be attuned to them. So the, the only thing is, like, I'll, we can either both attune or you can um, you can just hold on to the water key and I'll attune to the air to see what it does and then we go from there. Yeah, I'll just hang on to the water key for now. Okay. Was there anything else you wanted to discuss in this first meeting with the Alglorp? Rithmala. We can talk Rithmala. That was about glorifying Rithmala or what was or using, well, I don't remember exactly using what the plan was here. Using a glorp person so that Rithmala could have a body, but one that we could potentially have control oh. over. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so the Alglorp is, first of all, is kind of fascinated to hear much about Rithmala, period. Clearly, the Alglorp did not know at least the details of what had occurred in the Western Arcanium, and this is really interesting. Um, it will agree, to, if you all, if that's a thing you all want to try, it has no idea if it'll work. This, like, the concept of Rithmala is fascinating and exciting, but also very confusing. So it has no idea if it'll work. It will provide you with a Glorp person to make use of if you so desire. It strongly recommends that you isolate this person slash Rithmala for, like, at least a day just to sort of see what happens and to give the all Glorp a chance to determine if it's able to, what it's able to do in terms of reigning in Rithmala's power. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's game to try. Great. That's all we ask is just try. Any thoughts on the stories from the Cobalt Sailors? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I mean, I because they were fairly vague on details, right? Just that, like, storms, ha- like, all, things from the four elements attacked them pretty strongly in various ways on their way in. The only thing the Alglorp will say is that, like, maybe... That's another angle it's going to think about in terms of the elemental keys. Maybe it's not about defeating the beast. Maybe it's about getting through defenses or something like that. Mm. So it's going to it's going to mull that over as well. Um, also, maybe that's wrong. Assisting with transportation, since we yeah. want to get as many of the, especially Glorp creatures across. Mm, yeah. Um, in terms of transportation, it can set, it can try and set folks to building things. It doesn't really have, it's got like one other submarine that basically runs shuttle missions to the Eastern Island to replace Glor- uh, Glorp cultists. Um, but that and then Snivs are sort of the only current vessels it's got. Yeah, Bria. I think I remember that Kit did not want to be glorified. But if we did glorify Kit, would we be able to do a lot more of walking through trees? Ooh. Or using a double kit to get us there and to get us back? Or more dragons! <laughs> <laughs> so uh, as you're discussing this, are you discussing this possibility with the Alglorp? I will get Kit's permission first before even bringing it up, yeah. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I guess if it would help, Kit would be willing to be glorified, but she's not thrilled about the idea. <laughs> she hates it. Uh, so uh, when you bring it up to the Alglorp, a door opens in one side of the of the room and uh, a Mirko walks into the chamber and uh, says, yeah, no, unfortunately, 
I, uh, I don't think that'll work. I've been trying to make use of Mirko's, like, particularly powerful spells, and this, and sort of pulls a hunk of Glorp off of it, which immediately as it separates from him just returns to goo. Uh, this stuff seems to really sort of only be able to reliably channel, uh, you know, up to, how in the hell do you say this in character? I was going to say up to fifth level spells, but I don't feel like that's how they say it. Uh, well, at any rate, uh, explains to you that fifth level is about where the Glorp's ability to channel magic from the host tops out. What about um, any court kind of like dimension door or th- like transportation spells from wizards? Would he have access to that? Dimension door is only 500 feet. Okay. Yeah, so Mirko says, oh, that's a thought, Bizdira. Hilarious that it came from you. Weirdly is good with Arcana. Come on, we know this. Yeah, yeah, we know. (laughs) It's going to take some time. In fact, it's going to take a year, but it sounds like we have that sort of time if, if this is about for the end. Uh, but I actually can create a teleportation circle between here and one other location over the course of a year. I mean, how I, many people, like, how does that yeah. tell us more? Uh, so this this basically works like Kit's tree spell. So it's however many people you can shove into the circle in one round. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, not full armies, but also not more than a handful of people. But would it only be able to be used once or is it like once he has it created, can he use it once a day so we can start shuttling people over to like the central island? Yeah, so Mirko can do it twice a day. So it would take time, but we could start building our Glorp army that way Mm -hmm. and shuttle through like extra Glorp as needed mm-hmm. or like just use that as a way to transport glorp and maybe the glorp bombs so that they're not because i i if i remember correctly like they can't they have like a time frame that they have to be used right the glorp bombs or does that matter well just like with just like with any other glorp creatures like they have to be sustained with glorp right. and if they discorporate then <laughs> actually you're not really sure what would happen if a bombed glorp person discorporated before you were ready for the bomb to go off <laughs> all right well let's not find out it also gives us the opportunity to get back if we need to if if there is a plant on the central island that gives us the opportunity to get there and then kit could potentially get the four of us through a tree if something really bad happens right. when yeah. something really bad happens <laughs> yeah it can uh, Mirko can certainly or the Allglorp, whatever can start working on mm-hmm. on that um, it'll take like I said it'll take a full year before it's ready and and but yeah that's fine I think we have a year cool. at this point right alright and then the last thing I know you all wanted to bring up was Glorp bombs and uh, this sort of uh, once again the all Glorp sort of seems excited uh, and Mirko and you actually hear from the two Bizdiras out in the hall and from Sniv and in your head all at the same time when you bring up the bombs the all Glorp says in all of those places oh I've got I something to, to show you, you. And that's where we're going to leave it for this week. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out what the Allglorp has to show them. <laughs> Took a turn. You can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at, at @dndlastrefuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, Last Refuge. And again, speaking of reviews... <laughs> we have a new one again this week. This time our review is from Seven of Six. 
and seven of six says one of the best D&D actual plays. Five stars. This is such a fun, engaging, and thoughtful show. DM Jazzy Hands is extremely charismatic and is his player's biggest fan. True. Absolutely true. I know I don't always <laughs> act like it, but absolutely true. Oh, that's real tears. The players are similarly charismatic, funny, and clearly enjoy each other's company. The campaign and the world is a homebrew, which spotlights species which are usually relegated to NPCs in canon adventures. The story has plenty of conflict without resorting to lazy, bigoted tropes. Thank you for that call-out, Seven. I appreciate you. It grapples with heavy topics without being gratuitously grimdark. I also appreciate that. And still maintains its humor throughout. I can't say enough good things about it. Seven! Thank you. so nice. Real tears. Yeah, you're the best. Thank you for that, Seven. Um, and and thank you all for leaving your reviews and listening. Uh, I believe we've got one more to read next week for you all. And then we're out again. So leave more so we can keep doing it. <laughs> also, email us or whatever. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D. You can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupf, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course, all of you for listening. I am your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Bizdira, Kid, Bria, and Flick. Happy gaming, y'all. Good one. Uh, record. Uh, yes, thank you. Every time that we do that and we're like, turn on original sound, I hear like all the stuff that they say before they start filming a movie. Like, marker, whatever, whatever. Because we're all just saying like one word to each other. We're super pro. Check super camera, are you good? <laughs> that tickled me.